Sup, you beautiful bastards. Hope you have a fantastic Tuesday. Welcome back to the Philip DeFranco Show. Also, uh, a, a note. Well, the beginning of yesterday's show was a joke. I learned, oh, a lot of people have issues with certain sounds. I feel like I could have claimed that I had aggressive and consensual relations with your mother, and it probably would have been better received, at least comparatively. But with that said, hit the like button, and let's just jump into it. And the first thing we're going to talk about today is a story involving One Direction. And no, you were not just randomly thrust back in time. There's a story now surrounding HBO's new show, Euphoria and members of the band One Direction. And the fact that this show is in the news isn't surprising. It's already made headlines for being kind of a controversial show to some. I mean, before it even aired, there were reports that HBO had to edit a scene that contained too much nudity, which was kind of surprising just because there is so much nudity. There was, I think, a, a scene that showed 30 penises. Or is it peni? Whatever. And there are the sex scenes. You have high schoolers doing a ton of drugs. This time around, the controversy at hand surrounds a fan fiction that one of the characters in the show, Cat, Right, and that fanfic is about two members of the definitely not former, they're just on a hiatus boy band, One Direction. Specifically, Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson. And in it, there is a scene depicting the two engaging in oral sex. And it's not just written and read out loud, the show actually makes an animation of it. So you can actually see the act happening with cartoon versions of Harry and Louis. Both of them are referred to by name, and the animations look like they did when they were in the band. With Zendaya's character, Rue, narrating the scene. And right now it appears that they did this without kind of the, the permission or blessing of either two. We saw Louis address the scene in a tweet yesterday, responding to a tweet that read, just going to sit and hope that they, for some reason, approved it because surely they had to get it aired. Harry seems quite friendly with the people involved, but you can just tell Louis's not gonna like it. To which Louis responded, I can categorically say that I was not contacted nor did I approve it. And it appears that that upset a lot of fans that HBO did this without his consent. Because a little background and context here around One Direction and these two specifically, there are fans who really believe that at one point, Harry and Louis were in a relationship. They referred to them as Larry, and as teen stan culture goes, some of those fans wrote fan fictions about the two. But of course, there were also a lot of other fans that thought that that was inappropriate. Right? Because here you're not dealing with fictional characters, right? It's not like characters from Harry Potter. You have Harry and Louis who are real. They never actually said that they were dating or they did anything, and so it's kind of just being thrust on these two very real people. So all of a sudden, seemingly out of nowhere, you have this show tackling a sensitive issue to this passionate and loud group of fans. And so unsurprisingly, the reactions online were strong, with both those who believed in Larry and those who didn't largely upset with HBO. Right? People saying the amount of disrespect this has towards Harry and Louis has gotten me over the top disappointed. HBO better get sued for this. People calling it inappropriate appropriate and uncalled for, saying the euphoria thing just shows how objectified Harry and Louis are by the media. There was even a petition started to get HBO to remove it. As of recording this video, the petition has just now passed 15,000 signatures. However, of course, there were people who didn't take issue with the scene. So I'm saying that there were fans who wrote content like this and that HBO should not be blamed for depicting something that really happened, saying it's not euphoria's fault that people took Larry too far. That's why it's on there, because it was such a massive part of teenagers' lives and because it's fucking gross. Not because they're trying to profit off Harry and Louis, you fuckheads. Also, Barbie Ferreira, who plays the character that's behind this fan fiction, she addressed the scene in an interview, saying she lived through the big One Direction hype, and adding that she related to the escapism behind it, saying it's such a reality for so many people and so many children and teens that are fans that just have this escapist world. You completely give yourself to this persona of a person you don't even know, or five guys, and imagining the way they interact, the escaping from your own reality. It's really interesting to me because I was definitely a part of that, where I wanted to escape my own life and focus on others because it was easier and felt more meaningful. And as far as my own personal reaction from this, and I and I understand the stands that I come in and, and maybe mass dislike this video. Hello, sorry you're angry, thank you for the view. I personally don't believe that this is that big of a deal. The show appears to be trying to showcase a certain version of high schoolers. This is something that people actually did and it is a showcasing of a character that is a part of that. And personally, the way that I viewed it, it wasn't this endorsing of this action, it was kind of the showcasing of how just random and strange it was. Also, as far as the people calling for there to be a lawsuit, I'd, I'd be interested to see what that road looks like. Just because if there's a conversation about you know celebrities featured in an animation, maybe without their permission, you know, I just look at all the celebrities 
celebrities that have been depicted doing the weirdest stuff on South Park. And I say that as someone that I don't really have an issue with people that do weird shit that involves like my name. There's Philip DeFranco fanfic that also involves uh, bimboification, which uh, years ago we found out existed together. You know, and as long as those stories aren't trying to be passed around as real life, I kind of don't care, but that I also understand that's just my personal feeling on it. So with the kind of story explained, my personal opinion on it, I then pass the question off to you. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think that this was wrong of Euphoria? I answer they apologize or delete the scene? Or no, nothing wrong happened. This was just a tool that was used to tell a story. Any and all thoughts, I'd love to hear from you. The, the one truth of the matter though is that this show just got so much free press. I feel like for the creators of the show, that might've been the expected and hoped for result. Then let's talk about a story that involved Betsy Ross trending on Twitter. So if you didn't see, last week it was announced that Nike would be releasing a new shoe to celebrate Independence Day. It was set to drop on July 4th and feature the Betsy Ross flag, which is the flag the United States originally used during the late 1700s. And around this news, you had many criticizing Nike, saying that this flag symbolized a time before slavery was abolished and the design was insensitive. I mean, one example, the Instagram post featuring the sneakers, it was flooded with comments like, I wasn't free yet. Someone referred to the sneakers as the air slaveries. And you get the point. But the reason we're talking about it today is because the Wall Street Journal reported yesterday that Nike was pulling the sneaker. This after Colin Kaepernick, one of Nike's biggest spokespeople, asked the company to reconsider. And according to the report, Nike had already sent the shipments of the shoe out to retailers, but once Kaepernick saw the design, he told the company he and others view the flag as offensive. Which resulted in Nike asking for their shoes back and nixing the launch altogether. With a spokesperson reportedly saying, Nike has chosen not to release the Air Max One Quick Strike 4th of July as it featured the old version of the American flag. Following this, we saw people like Senator Ted Cruz criticizing the decision in a tweet saying, it's a good thing Nike only wants to sell sneakers to people who hate the American flag, as well as others defending the flag itself. With responses like, if we use Kaepernick's logic, we need to shut down Mount Vernon, melt down the Liberty Bell, close Colonial Williamsburg, tear down Paul Revere's house, right? Every symbol of Colonial America should disappear. Is that what Nike wants? My latest, Nike panders. Another writing, I support Kaepernick's kneeling campaign and activism against racism, but feel this is going too far. The Betsy Ross flag was only tied to America's era of slavery due to when it was created, not ideology. It was our original flag and has great significance. But of course, we also saw people supporting Nike's decision. You had activist Adrian Lawrence tweeting, the market for the Betsy Ross shoe was those who wanted to implicitly support white supremacy and play dumb when questioned. Anyone know who Nike had signed to be the spokesperson for the shoe? I'd like to hear from that individual. Others echoing Kaepernick's view of the flag with tweets like, the Betsy Ross flag has been turned into a symbol of white nationalism and domestic extremism. Conservatives will whine, but Colin Kaepernick was right to speak out and Nike was right to pull the product. And if that white nationalism claim sounds familiar, it's because this isn't actually the first time that the Betsy Ross flag has created controversy. Back in 2016, there was a high school in Michigan that received backlash after pictures of students waving a Trump flag along with a Betsy Ross flag went viral. At that time, the school district superintendent and condemned the act, later saying in a letter, to wave a historical version of our flag that to some symbolizes exclusion and hate, injects hostility and confusion to an event where no one intended to do so. And at that time, we also saw the president of the NAACP, Greater Grand Rapids branch, responding to that situation, saying that the flag has, quote, been appropriated by the so-called patriot movement and other militia groups who are responding to America's increasing diversity with opposition and racial supremacy. But also at the same time, it's worth noting that the Betsy Ross flag is also not a relic of the past. The Department of Veterans Affairs also has the Betsy Ross flag within it. Seal. But this part of the story, some of the background, that is not where this ends. One of the biggest and probably most meaningful reactions came from Arizona's governor, Doug Ducey. At around 2 a.m. local time this morning, the governor tweeted out that he was withdrawing from a financial incentive deal with Nike, a deal where the company had reportedly agreed to build its next U.S. manufacturing facility in the city of Goodyear, near Phoenix, as well as create at least 505 full-time manufacturing jobs, provide an average salary of around $48,000 a year, pay a minimum of 65% of healthcare premiums, and invest at least 
184.5 million dollars back into the city of Goodyear as well as the facility. And in exchange, the city had agreed to waive almost 1 million dollars in plan reviews and fees as well as reimburse Nike 1 million dollars for the jobs created. And the timing of all of this is one of the craziest parts because the city council had just met and signed off on the agreement yesterday. Right, so it's seemingly something that got killed within 12 hours. And in his tweets, Governor Ducey says, words cannot express my disappointment at this terrible decision. I am embarrassed for Nike. Nike is an iconic American brand and American company. This country, our system of government and free enterprise have allowed them to prosper and flourish. Nike has made its decision and now we're making ours. I've ordered the Arizona Commerce Authority to withdraw all financial incentive dollars under their discretion that the state was providing for the company to locate here. Arizona's economy is doing just fine without Nike. We don't need to suck up to companies that consciously denigrate our nation's history. Ultimately, that's where we are right now. And, and for me, I think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with Nike here. Right? Because public outrage and backlash isn't something that the company is unfamiliar with. Right? We look back to something somewhat recent when Nike had their Kaepernick ad campaign. There was massive outrage of people burning and cutting up their Nikes. But since that ad was released, reportedly, Nike has posted higher sales, boosted by strong demand in both the US and China. In the fourth quarter, sales rose 4% to 10.18 billion, and adding its share price has climbed more than 15% so far this year. And so the question becomes more about the consumer base, right? Does this move put off the same people that were already angry at the company, or does that number now include more people and in a meaningful way? Right, so it brings up the question, like the people outraged to the point where they would no longer buy a Nike product. Does that now include a much larger group of people than when they launched the Kaepernick campaign? Or is it essentially the same or a similar group and number of people, and thus this is just free promotion? And you know, I think it's one of those situations. Time will tell. Also, kind of a final side note, if you were one of the people that were able to snag a pair before the shoes got pulled, congratulations on you getting your hands on a crazy exclusive pair of shoes. The shoe was set to retail for $120, the lowest asking price that I found on StockX, $2,495. Obviously, the price is going to fluctuate. Man, this just became a killer in the secondary market. And then let's talk about some updates around the situation and crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border. Last week, as you might remember, we talked about a border patrol facility in Clint, Texas, where about 350 children were being held. A group of lawyers went to that facility and interviewed the children, reporting that the children were hungry and living in unsafe and unsanitary conditions. Many of them didn't have access to showers, soap, or toothbrushes. Babies were left unattended or cared for by other children. There were outbreaks of flu and lice. And some of those children who under the law can only be held in these facilities for no more than 72 hours had been there for three weeks. And after the lawyer's report came out, we saw a lot of outrage, especially from politicians. And just yesterday, more than a dozen lawmakers toured border patrol facilities in Clint and El Paso. And the lawmakers reported that most of the children had been moved from the Clint facility, but they were horrified by the conditions at the El Paso facility where they said several hundred people were still detained. Now, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was one of the people who toured the facilities. And after going to the El Paso Center, she said this. There's abuse in these, in these facilities. There's abuse. This was them on their best behavior. And they put them in a room with no running water. And these women were being told by CBP officers to drink out of the toilet. She also took to Twitter writing, Now I've seen the inside of these facilities. It's not just the kids, it's everyone. People drinking out of toilets, officers laughing in front of members of Congress. I brought it up to their superiors. They said, quote, Officers are under stress and act out sometimes. No accountability. Then adding, After I forced myself into a cell with women and began speaking to them, one of them described their treatment at the hands of officers as psychological warfare. Waking them at odd hours for no reason, calling them whores, etc. Tell me what about that is due to a lack of funding. Also, after leaving El Paso, AOC told CNN in the last facility, I was not safe from the officers. And in a tweet, she said that the Border Patrol officers were being, quote, physically and sexually threatening towards her. The Washington Examiner later reported that AOC had screamed at Border Patrol. AOC's communications office then responded to the article in a statement calling it an inaccurate depiction of events and adding, the Congresswoman spoke sternly to a CBP agent that tried to take a stealth selfie with the Congresswoman in a mocking manner, despite the gravity of the situation. Other lawmakers who toured the facilities also backed up what AOC said about 
about detainees being told to drink from toilets. But you also had Border Patrol officials denying those accusations with Border Patrol Chief of Operations telling CNN that there are ample supplies and adding, a lot of our stations look like Costco. Also, we saw other lawmakers who went to the facility sharing their experiences. Representative Madeline Dean tweeting, just left the first CBP facility. The conditions are far worse than we ever could have imagined. 15 women in their 50s, 60s, sleeping in a small concrete cell, no running water. Weeks without showers, all of them separated from their families. This is a human rights crisis. Representative Joe Kennedy telling reporters, it feels like a jail and they're treating them like they're in jail. With Kennedy also tweeting about the Border Patrol agents writing, CBP was very resistant to congressional oversight. They tried to restrict what we saw, take our phones, block photos and video. Atmosphere was contentious and uncooperative. Which on that note, despite the fact that their cell phones were taken away, Representative Joaquin Castro was actually able to sneak in a device. And he later tweeted out a video he took of several women detained in a cramped cell writing. This moment captures what it's like for women in CBP custody to share a cramped cell. Some held for 50 days for them to be denied showers for up to 15 days and life-saving medication. For some, it also means being separated from their children. This is El Paso border station number one. And after touring the facilities, the lawmakers had a news conference. And while they spoke, you also heard protesters yelling over them, forcing then them to yell to be heard. There were also reports that some protesters yelled racist and sexist slurs at some of the congresswomen. We also saw moments like when Representative Rashida Tlaib was giving a speech, protesters were yelling at her. there was that. Now, as you may have noticed, there were a lot of responses from the representatives centered around the Border Patrol agents. And that appears to be partly because right before the lawmakers toured the facilities, ProPublica published a report about a secret Facebook group for Border Patrol agents, where it was reported that agents reportedly joked about migrant deaths and posted sexist memes. According to ProPublica, the group was created in August of 2016 and consists of 9,500 current and former agents. Reportedly, it's called I'm 1015, which is the Border Patrol code for aliens in custody. And according to the report, the agents in the group, quote, joked about the deaths of migrants, discussed throwing burritos at Latino members of Congress visiting a detention facility in Texas on Monday and posted a vulgar illustration depicting Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez engaged in oral sex with a detained migrant. With the caption, Lucky Illegal Immigrant Glory Hole Special starring AOC. And among other things, they also provided a screenshot of a doctor photo where AOC is engaging in oral sex with Donald Trump, which we're not going to be showing for obvious reasons. There's also another screenshot from the group showing an article with a picture of AOC and Representative Veronica Escobar with a comment, Let's start a GoFundMe for one CTX agent brave enough to throw a 1015 burrito at one of these bitches. The report also said that agents joked about a 16-year-old Guatemalan boy who died in Border Patrol custody in May. Another post appeared to show one agent making fun of a viral picture of a father and daughter who had drowned trying to cross the Rio Grande. And ProPublica also reported that they were able to link the participants in those online conversations to apparently legitimate Facebook profiles belonging to Border Patrol agents. And reportedly that included a supervisor based in El Paso, Texas, and an agent in Eagle Pass, Texas. Now after this report came out, we saw CBP quickly publishing a statement saying that the CBP contacted the Department of Homeland Security Office of the Inspector General and initiated an investigation. With the U.S. Border Patrol chief also condemning the page, saying, These posts are completely inappropriate and contrary to the honor and integrity I see and expect from our agents day in and day out. Any employees found to have violated our standards of conduct will be held accountable. We also saw the lawmakers who toured the facility responding. Representative Judy Chu posted a video on Twitter addressing the Facebook page, saying, If if they have these kind of derogatory feelings about us, you can only imagine what they're thinking about these detainees. These are the ones who are in charge of them. Well, they're there seriously has to be some change. Representative Castro also spoke about the page during a press conference. That was a vulgar, disgusting, and vile page. That shows, unfortunately, that there are many within CBP who become desensitized to the point of being dangerous to the migrants in their care and 
to their co-workers. And AOC also tweeted about the news saying, this isn't about a few bad eggs, this is a violent culture. 9,500 CBP officers sharing memes about dead migrants and discussing violence and sexual misconduct towards members of Congress. How on earth can CBP's culture be trusted to care for refugees humanely? But on the other side of this, you had the likes of Tommy Lahren responding to one of AOC's tweets, specifically the one where she says, I see why CBP officers were being so physically and sexually threatening towards me, to which Tommy Lahren responded, you have zero awareness of what our CBP officers do on a daily basis. Are you surprised they don't want to be around you? No law enforcement official would. You're completely out of line and a disgrace to this nation. I feel sorry for our CBP officers who had to be near you. But ultimately, that's where we are with this story right now, and it's gonna be interesting to see how this moves forward. Because obviously, while a lot of this news has to do with the CBP, right, the personnel, the Facebook group, there is, of course, the massive issue of the overcrowding, the horrible conditions. And on that note, just yesterday, we saw Donald Trump sign a $4.6 billion border aid bill that was approved by Congress last week. And while we have a good number of both Democrats and Republicans hoping that this bill will provide further funding for detention centers so migrants don't have to be kept at Border Patrol facilities for extended periods of time. You also at the same time have others like AOC who voted against the bill and said in a tweet yesterday, they just wrote a multi-billion dollar blank check for misconduct. Which isn't surprising because in the past she's said that she wants a pure humanitarian bill, as well as saying the bill lacked humanitarian provisions. But ultimately, like I said, this is where we are today. And of course, I'd love to know your thoughts on this story. And that's where I'm going to end today's show. And hey, if you're new here, you want more of these daily dives, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Definitely ring that bell to turn on notifications. Also, if you're not 100% filled in, maybe you missed yesterday's Philip DeFranco show, or you want to watch today's brand new Rogue Rocket Deep Dive, you can just click or tap right there to watch either of those. But with that said, of course, as always, my name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love your faces, and I'll see you tomorrow. I mean, how the hell did they even snag Chris Evans from Not Another Teen Movie fame? <laughs> oh, that's so stupid.